Leaders Lift, episode 16. I'm Greg Kenningham, and I'm excited that you decided to tune in for this episode. But I have a question for you. Have you given any thought to retirement? Now, for those of you that are early in your careers, that might not be even something that you can imagine. For those of us that are closer to retirement than we are to our first job, you do start thinking. And I'm not talking about trying to plan for financial retirement. I'm talking about thinking about what you will do when you don't have a clock to punch, team to manage, deadlines to meet, a commute, or any of those other things associated with your careers. Now, I've often just dreamed of of chasing the grandkids, spending all my time camping and hopefully biking, sitting by a lake with a fishing pole and a good book, or just being able to wake up and not have a list of things that need to get done that exceeds my time or ability. That's what life is like right now. Those are nice dreams, but I don't know that that will ever be a good thing for me. As I've learned more and more about myself, and as I've gone through a couple of layoffs, I've realized that I don't do well with downtime. That got me looking back and thinking about times when I have taken 10 days or two weeks off just to take time off with no real plans. Think about maybe the week between Christmas and New Year's, because I would generally take that time off just because everybody else took that time off too. This even got me thinking about weekends before I was self-employed and how my Saturdays would go when I didn't have chores or specific plans. Then I expanded my thinking to the times when I've just tried to dial it back for an evening or just doing an easy day. I also thought about how much effort I had to put in to learn to relax when I was out to dinner with my wife. Why do I say that? Well, when we were living in Houston, we set aside Friday nights for date night. Some Fridays we went to the temple and others we went out to eat, and a lot of the time we did both. I remember when we first started doing it, how busy the restaurants we would go to were. It was not uncommon to have a 45-minute wait for a table, and this was pre-pandemic and pre-get-your-name-on-the-waiting-list. I used to get super frustrated at the waste of my time, and we would always look for the least busy restaurant. But at one point, I realized that it wasn't really a waste of time. That actually gave my wife and I time to talk about what was going on in life and just take a breather, something neither of us got to do much at all during the week. Once I got that in my head, we would just pick a place to eat, and unless it was a crazy long wait, we just put our names down and waited. Now, to tie back into the retirement question, I have found myself asking how I will make my time once I retire relevant. And that's what I want to talk about today. Let's talk about what that means, how it can make a difference in our lives, and even a bit about how to find relevance. And this won't be just for retirement, but it's something that we can do that will make a difference every single day. Before we get started, I just want to say thanks to those that have followed or subscribed to the podcast. Also, for those that are connected with me on LinkedIn or follow the show on Instagram or even YouTube. Did you say YouTube? Why, yes, yes, I did. I've started posting the episodes to my YouTube channel. You can find that link in the show notes, but it's basically Leaders Lift on YouTube. I don't claim to be a video expert, and I don't have time to make the production look like a giant budget program or feature film, but I've gotten feedback that folks like to just throw it on a TV in the background while doing different things. With the video, I can also add in slides, so if you're more of a visual learner, you can see those as well. And then also a reminder, Wherever you subscribe or follow, share the show or give it a review or rating anywhere you listen or watch. That's a great way to help others on that particular platform find the show. 
And if you haven't shared it, I'm sure you can find at least one person in your circle that could benefit, maybe from this episode or one of the previous ones. Just hit that share button and send it off. After I got laid off in December of 2019, I started a consulting business. And it was going okay, but I could tell that it had the potential to fizzle out just a bit. It just The pandemic just wasn't a great time to get that started. About that time, I was approached with an unexpected offer to explore joining a product team. I had zero product experience, at least formal product experience, so that was kind of a surprise. But I had previously worked with this team, so I thought it was at least worth exploring. As we went through the process, I was actually kind of nervous about being a product manager. I know that at least one person on the interview panel was a hard pass on me joining the team. That didn't help me feel warm and fuzzy or that I could really be successful. But the VP doing the hiring had an ace up his sleeve. He helped me see how my skills were relevant to the job. He helped me see how I could make a difference. And it wasn't just some accidental or haphazard thing that he did. As we got close to the end of the process, he was very deliberate in pointing out exactly what he was looking for me to do. Yes, I would need to learn about product management. Yes, I would need to do more influence leadership than I had been doing recently. And yes, I would need to adapt to a whole bunch of other things. But he went into detail about how my experience in the mortgage industry would help them build the tool that they were looking to build. He shared how no one on his team knew closing packages or processes like I did, and that not only would I be able to lead the development of this specific feature, but I would be expected to help them dive deeper into the mortgage, mortgage industry as well. Beyond that, he also did the things that made me realize that I was the person they wanted, not just someone with similar experience. So I felt that my skills were relevant, but I also felt that I was relevant as an individual. That made a huge difference, and it made it super easy for me to decide to join the team. Now, this is just one example of how figuring out the relevance can turn a situation completely around. It's also a good example of how leaders should help those they lead find relevance in what they're doing as well. Now, before I go any deeper, I want to remind everyone that I have a new podcast out. It's all about getting the most out of life, my big theme right now, through our tech. My good friend Jason and I spent several years working together supporting tech for a major corporation. We learned a ton. Most of all, we learn just how passionate we are about tech and helping others use it. And we also find ourselves in the sometimes unenviable position of being the family, friends, neighbors, etc., IT support person. We've been talking about launching this podcast for a long time, think years, and finally made it happen. The podcast is called Gadgets for Families. Search for it wherever you're listening to this podcast. I'll also have links in the show notes. And last week was our launch week went really well, and we dropped multiple episodes. We covered phone security, remote work gear, what our current tech looks like, and our tech origin stories, some stories from when we first started getting into the tech business. We would both love for you to give it a listen and to let us know what you think about it. I'm sure you'll find something in it that will help you get more out of life and things that will help you with your leadership and personal development. All right, let's start off by defining relevance. I don't want to use the typical dictionary definition. To me, relevance is about having a meaningful purpose, or two, or three, or many, many more. Most people, when they think about a purpose, like to go really big, and that's fine. We definitely should have one or more big purposes in life that we are working towards. 
But beyond these big, sometimes overarching or life-defining kinds of relevance, we also need to have medium size and even small purposes. And we'll talk about those a bit more as the episode goes on. Now, some of you may be thinking that this sounds an awful lot like goals. The kinds of goals you may be setting in life or during performance review cycles or something similar. But let's think about that for just a minute. We set goals all the time whether we set them formally and write them down, or just have them in our minds. The day I wrote this was my day to go for a walk, and as I got started, I set a goal to improve my pace on that walk and to do that two or three more times during the week. So that was my goal. But in my mind, that's not what I mean by relevance or meaningful purpose. It's not just a goal, something that I want to achieve. Relevance goes deeper than that. So was my walk relevant? Actually, yes. But we need to dig just a bit. Why do I walk? Well, I walk to dial it back for a bit, to get in some exercise, and to hopefully maintain, if not lose, some weight. I also walk because it's a chance to get out of my house, very important when you work from home, and I either listen to a podcast or some music. Did you find the relevance in that? For me, my walk had relevance because its purpose was to improve my mental and physical health and to give me an opportunity to learn through a podcast or relax through music while I was doing it. Now my walk has meaning. Now it's relevant. Does that make sense? If it doesn't now, I hope it will before we're done today. So what kinds of meaningful purposes or relevance should we have in our lives? I've used some examples of types of relevance so we could define it, but let's dive in just a bit more into what kinds of relevance or meaningful purposes we should look for or have in our lives. First, we need to find meaning or relevance in our life in general. Think about the kind of person you want to be or what you want to leave behind when you move on from this life. Do you want to be remembered as a great spouse, parent, leader, business person, individual of great faith, etc.? Those are the kinds of things that help us find relevance and meaning in our life in general, and they become those overarching purposes for our life, something that we can align everything else to. Now, once you have an idea of, of how you want your life to be relevant, then you can start looking to find meaning and relevance down a level from that. Relevance in situations, relationships, and things you do that help you achieve or pursue those larger purposes. These are the kinds of things that are a means to an end versus being a final destination in and of themselves. Think about getting an education or training so you can excel in your career and can provide for a family, or dating so you can understand better who you would like to spend your life with, or working on your own personal development plan so you can become the kind of person or leader you want to be. Another good example is something we've talked about extensively over the course of this podcast, which is the relevance that can come out of having your own personal or leadership development plan. Having a plan like this can help give relevance to assignments, tasks, learning opportunities, studies, etc. These help us move from to-do list to something more meaningful. So again, these are means to an end, not the end in and of themselves. We don't get an education just to get an education, or at least most of us don't. We get an education for some higher purpose. I hope that makes sense. Now, after these first two types of relevance, we now get into things that maybe get a bit bit harder to find relevance in. These are the things that need to be done whether we want to or whether we enjoy them or not. Daily routines, small assignments, tasks, etc. Think balancing the checkbook, approving time cards, shopping for groceries, those kinds of things. 
While the first two types we talked about can get very deep and complicated, these are much simpler. And I'm not advocating that you spend hours seeking to find deep meaning and purpose in going out for bread and milk. But when it comes to motivation and prioritization, it's good to have an idea of the meaning behind some of these things, even if it's super simple. Grocery shopping is an easy example. If I don't go grocery shopping, even though I really don't enjoy it, especially with the prices the way they are today, then I'm gonna end up eating out. And that means I'll blow my monthly budget and I won't eat as healthy. So the relevance in grocery shopping gets a little bit deeper meaning when you think about staying within your budget and health goals. Now, I'd also suggest that you think about finding relevance in interactions each day, especially when it comes to key relationships. It may not seem like sending a text to check on a friend is a big deal, but it might be very relevant to them. Who knows what kind of a day they are having? And a simple two-minute action on your part can build and strengthen relationships, and that is very relevant and helps us get towards those overarching purposes that we have. And then as a last type of relevance, I want to talk about professions, careers, or whatever we do to provide for ourselves and our families. I've had multiple times during my career when I felt like what I was doing didn't make a difference, that it didn't have relevance. And during those times, I had to dig pretty deep to understand why I kept trying to push through. Once I remember bringing several copies of family pictures to my office and putting them directly behind my computer monitor so that I could see my family and remind myself that the real reason I worked in general was so that they could have the kinds of lives that I wanted them to have. That was, and still is to a certain extent, the core relevance in why I work today. Before I talk more about relevance and share a bit about where I am with relevance in my life today, I want to remind you to check out my show notes. If you're in Apple pod, Apple's podcast app, they are called episode notes and can be found by scrolling down underneath the podcast cover art. If you're in Overcast, which was one of my recommendations from last week, swipe the art to the left and you can see the show notes. If you're listening on the web on our podcast site, just click on the button that says read show notes. There you're going to find key takeaways, timestamps you can jump to, as well as links to all kinds of resources. On our podcast side, the links don't show as underlined, so you need to just mouse over things like the items under resources. Then the links will show for you to click on. I always put links to things we talk about, as well as my main website, social media accounts, and ways that you can support the show, such as a Patreon membership or dropping a tip through Venmo. Check out those notes when you get a chance. Now, eventually, I want to tie all of this together by sharing uh, examples of how I'm trying to find meaning in my life right now. But before I do that, let's cover just a couple of other topics. First, how do we find relevance when it isn't obvious or we just can't figure it out? This is not something I find myself having to do all the time, but when I need it, I really need it. And that's most often when I'm getting discouraged and having a hard time pushing forward, or when I finished up a major project and I'm not sure what to do next, or when things just don't seem to be going well. I also need this when I'm running out of steam but can't really dial it back the way I need to. My first suggestion here is that you need to get really good at digging into the whys behind the things when you need to. Get really good at digging into why this is important, why I'm doing it, what purpose it has, what difference it makes. Like in the grocery store example above, you had to dig just a bit to understand why you should grocery shop instead of sitting on the couch. As another example, let's say you wake up on the wrong side of the bed and just have zero desire to tackle the day's challenges. It doesn't matter if you imagine going to work or dealing with the craziness of a family or anything else. You just don't want to deal with those challenges. 
This happens to all of us at certain times. If that's the thought you have, if that's the thought that pops into your head before you throw back the covers, you're at a crossroads. You can start down that negative pathway and entertain thoughts like, I don't have anything important to do today, or no one will miss me if I call in sick, or the kids can fend for themselves, or, or, or. And from my experience, if you let yourself get too far down that path, it gets hard to turn around. Now, even if you get yourself out of bed, those thoughts can stick with you and you could just have a bad day all day long. The other choice you have is to recognize what is going on and simply ask yourself what you can do today that will make a difference to someone or in some situation in your life. Sometimes it will be something simple that comes to mind. Other times it could be something super important. And if you draw a blank, then you need to dig a little deeper. Start by thinking about the most important situation or relationship in your life at that moment. Is there something you'll do today that will improve them? You might think of the paper your daughter has due that she asked if you would review. Or you may remember that one colleague that's been asking for your help on an assignment. Or you may think of something that you can do that day to dial it back. Taking a walk because the sun is finally out after a long cold winter. One or more thoughts like that can help you get out of the negative thought cycle and find some relevance, small or big, in your day. I may have already shared this story, so apologies if you've heard it, but when I was managing the call center, the first and third of the month were just rough days. Call volume shot through the roof and we never had enough staff to manage them. That meant our staff got burned out, customers were frustrated, and it was just an overall tough set of days. At one point, some of the agents were complaining about the customers that called in every third of the month to check on their deposit. They would question why they had to call in or something similar, and I knew that if they kept it up, it was just going to make things worse. I had to sit down and talk them through why those folks were calling in every month. The folks calling in were the ones that were wanting to make sure that their social security deposits were in the bank. Now, our staff were mostly young kids that had no idea what that meant, so we had to explain to them that most of those calling in only got that one deposit a month. That it wasn't just money in the bank, but that it was another month of living for them. They could buy groceries, pay rent, etc. We had to help our staff find the real reason that they needed to answer that phone call. Now, I'd like to say that after that there were zero complaints, but we know that's not the case. But things did get better. Or at least the staff had a better understanding of the real reason we needed them to answer calls on those key days of the month. And that's a good example of something we all as leaders need to know how to do, and that's how to help others find relevance in what they're doing or even in their lives. If I think about one of the best reasons to be a leader and to do all the things leaders should be doing, development plans, one-on-ones, team building, family vacations, family councils, date nights with spouses, one-on-one time with kids, etc. That would be to help others look for and find relevance in their lives. That could be on a daily basis or much, much more. The whole purpose of this podcast is for me to pass on what I have learned about helping others get the most out of life. Step number one in that should be helping each other, sometimes ourselves even, to find those higher purposes and then work down through all of the other levels as well. I've spent basically 15 episodes, give or take, talking about the tools that I use to help others and myself do this. Getting to know ourselves better, motives, personality styles, building trust, building relationships, working on our own development plans, learning how to dial it back, overcoming fear. These are all tools that you can use to help others find meaning in what they are doing. 
and you can help you use those to help yourself find that meaning as well. Now, there are a couple of other things I've learned to do to help me find relevance. This applies more to the lower level relevant things instead of the big ones. First, I've had to learn to trick my brain just a bit. It's kind of the same thing as digging into why it's important to go grocery shopping. I have to do this every, almost every time I know that I need to dial it back just a bit. I have to trick my brain. I'm not talking about the times where I have a family vacation planned. While that is a form of dialing it back, my brain sees the relevance in those pretty easy for some reason. What I'm talking about here are the times when I know I need to take a break for an hour or two, or when I need to take a Saturday and defrag. I mentioned right at the beginning of this episode that I don't do well with downtime. When I think about my retirement plans, it gives me a headache because I know I'm going to need relevance when I retire. Now, right now, on these smaller dialing it back scenarios, I have to find ways to trick my brain into thinking there is relevance in doing nothing. Now, you and I both know that sometimes we need to just rest. Sometimes we need a Saturday that's not filled with ball games, family commitments, yard work, and house chores. Logically, that makes sense until I get up on that Saturday morning when I know I should not be trying to tackle that massive list. So, what do I do? I have to fill my to do list with dialing it back things. I need to have a book to read, a game to play, a show to catch up on, or have my hammock ready for a nap. I have to trick my brain into thinking those are the absolute most important things for me to do that day. I can't think of them as ways to relax or dial it back because if I do, my brain will deprioritize them and I'll just feel guilty for not tackling the things I think are most important. I don't know if that makes sense, but it's something I have to do. I had to do it this last weekend. We've had a a flu bug going around the house. And I really shouldn't have been doing much of anything on Saturday, but I knew the lawnmower needed to be fixed and had a couple of other small things that I needed to do. I still ended up working on the lawnmower, but the rest of the time, I just had to convince myself that the number one priority I had was taking a break, trying to rest, and trying to relax. I did okay, and I feel better, but it's not an easy thing to do. I have to constantly work on tricking my brain. Now, the other thing I have to do, and it's probably another method of tricking my brain, is tie unrelated things into one of my primary motivators, and that is the need to solve problems. I've talked about this. I'm a problem solver. When we go camping, I know I'm going to have downtime. That's fine. But one of the ways that I trick my brain into being okay with it is to turn simple things into problems to solve. Packing the trailer becomes a problem to solve. Setting up camp is another problem to solve. Planning which rides on which days, another problem. I found that if I can identify the right amount of these types of problems, I can overcome this need for relevance and dial it back at the same time. I think this is the same reason that when we have family barbecues, I'm the one standing at the grill. Now that I think about it, the same thing went for company picnics, church socials, and anything similar. I go crazy if I'm just there to eat and socialize. But if I can be the one cooking and making sure everyone gets enough to eat, that's a problem I can actively solve. On a side note, that also takes the pressure off of me having to mingle and do small talk with everyone. The introvert side of me gets energy from standing over the grill alone, and I get just enough people interaction to not come across as aloof or anything like that. So another way that I trick my brain. So why do we need relevance and what happens when we find it? I don't know if you picked up on this, but relevance really becomes the driving force behind us being motivated to do something or to become something. My son is this way for school and most other things. If he doesn't see the meaning behind something, then he will either skip out on it entirely or give it just the minimal amount of effort. High school classes have been like this for him. 
Most of his classes, he just doesn't understand why he has to take them, so it was a struggle to get him out the door. But in some of his classes, he either built a relationship with the teacher, or the topic was interesting, or he could see how it was a means to an end. So in those, the relevance was meaningful relationships, feeding his curiosity, or help him move down his chosen path. I've also mentioned how much he plays soccer. He's the goalie, so he's not the one running miles every single game. His nemesis in training is cardio, specifically running. He hates it, and since he plays the one position that doesn't have to run a lot in the games, he has a hard time understanding why it's relevant. Does that make sense? Now, the other thing that relevance does is help us to align our lives around a larger purpose. This is the point of a personal or leadership development plan, but the best plans won't do any good if we can't find the meaning behind each piece of the plan. When we start by figuring out why we want our lives to matter, and then work our way down to why I need to get out of bed today, and align those as much as possible, life can really take on new meaning, and so can those development plans. Well, I want to wrap up today's episode with just a few examples from where I'm at in life right now. It's always easier, at least for me, to get stuff out when I can give some personal examples. So I want to talk both about the podcast and my overall business, as well as my personal life. If you've heard enough stories or personal examples for today, feel free to jump to the end. But this is always easier for me to double check to see if I'm making any sense by tying it into my own personal experiences. Just a quick reminder, I was laid off in September of last year, and instead of going for another corporate job, I decided to ramp my business back up. That's been a big change because I'm really in charge of my own time, and I don't have a boss. Don't tell my wife that I said that, and if she's listening, just ignore this part or forget it. While there are plenty of problems I could be solving right now, and I'll get to a few of them in a minute, I also decided that I needed to take some of this time to work on things outside of work and career. My own personal study, which is relevant because it's helping me become more of the person I want to be, has consumed a much larger portion of my time. That's not always easy because I think of what I could be getting done with the business during that same time, or even that I could sign off earlier in the day. It was 7.30 at night as I was writing this episode. But every time I think about that, I have to go back to why my personal daily study is relevant and remind myself that I will have a greater impact, that that study will have a greater impact on the kind of person I become than anything I could do professionally during that same time. I also have my grandkids living with me right now. I've got the dual role of grandpa and dad because their dad is not here with them. I won't go too deep into this as I just put out a blog post on my website about it, but I've had to work through why me being an active part of their life is so relevant. Finding that relevance has helped me set aside work at times so that we can just play or to try and help more with some of the household stuff because my wife is crazy busy with those three little ones. All of that takes time away from building my business, but it's way more relevant. But it didn't come easy, and after a year, I think I have a better balance on it, but I still need to work on it, and it's still going to take some ongoing deliberate effort. The other thing I've had to work on from a personal standpoint is around problem solving. I love to solve problems, but what I had to work through in my mind was to realize that me helping others learn how to solve problems was way more relevant and meaningful than me just solving the problem. Simple example, my son is getting ready to go to college and his shower was draining very slow the other day. I went in and started pulling the drain plug out and then digging in to see what was making it drain slow. When he saw what I was doing, he asked if he could finish it up. That reminded me that I was solving the problem instead of helping him learn how to do it. That resulted in me talking him through how to take apart a sink drain, and then he finished cleaning out the shower drain and put it back together. 
great learning experience for him and me. And now he can do it in his own apartment when he moves out here in just a few months. But that's not always easy for me. I liked being known as the problem solver, but that's just not as relevant as helping them learn how to solve their own problems. It doesn't really matter if I know how to clear you in a drain when he's off to school, but it is relevant if I've taught him how to do it. Let me share just one business example with you as well. While I would love to say that this podcast has gone viral in the last few months, it hasn't. There are a lot of days when I look at how much time I've spent putting an episode together and then look at the downloads and wonder if it was really worth it. The problem is that if I go down that path, I'm actually solving the wrong equation. What I have started doing is looking at everything I'm putting into these episodes and finding the relevance that goes beyond downloads or memberships. Here are a few of the things that I've found. This has helped me get my leadership toolkit documented. And what I mean by that are all the different techniques and skills that you use to be a leader. Like a lot of you, I have tons of tools and techniques I can use in various leadership positions, but I've never had them document, documented. This is helping me do that. Another benefit is all the stories that I'm remembering. I've shared a lot of them in episodes, but it's only a very small portion. I've started documenting those stories as well. For me, that has been an amazing creative process, and I hope to do something super special with them. More on that in the future. I've also been learning as I put together the show. Just learning how podcasting works was, was huge, but I've also been learning about marketing, improving my writing and storytelling skills. There really hasn't been a day that's gone by where I haven't learned something new. And I can't say that for all of my professional experiences. There have been lots of problems to solve. Some are tangible problems and others are more theoretical or creative problems. That means I haven't been just sitting around idle. And then maybe the last piece of relevance is that I feel like my professional and personal lives are more aligned to make a difference in the world and with others. If I hadn't done this, I probably would have taken the first decent corporate leadership job I found. That would have been fine, and I could have worked with the team and used all the things we're talking about. But I think about it this way. If I can make this work in the long term, my business, the podcast, then I'll have the ability to influence more individuals than I would have had in a corporate position. Not only that, but I'll be able to focus on my personal relevance of being a better husband, father, grandfather. And maybe not quite as important, but still big. I'll be able to do the kinds of fun things I want to do. Work while I'm camping. Do the tech podcast I've just started. Travel with my family a bit more. All of those things give meaning to what I'm trying to do, even if it's going to take a long time to get there. So those are just a few of my examples. I hope that they give you some ideas of how to find relevance in your life. Well, let's wrap up. And I hope this podcast episode was useful for you. I've been thinking about relevance as a topic for a few weeks now, and this just seemed like the right time to dive into it. I'll probably have to go back at some point in the future and talk about more practical things around measuring relevance, especially if you're in a corporate leadership position. If you're interested in that, let me know, and I can get that planned for an upcoming episode. For takeaways from this episode, I would encourage you to really dive deep on the highest level of meaning or relevance in your life. What really gives your life meaning? And then work your way down. Get good at finding relevance even in the day-to-day -day routine things. While that may not change the nature of the thing, I still hate grocery shopping and would rather eat out every meal, even though I understand that's not a good thing. It will help you change your perspective and give you additional motivation to continue moving forward and getting more out of life. Don't forget to check out all of the great resources in the show notes. There's a link there to provide feedback on the show, and I'd love to know what you think, hear your suggestions for future topics, 
or even get questions that I could try and answer on a future episode. So until that next episode, look for the relevance in what you're doing, especially if you can see how you make a difference in the life of someone else by lifting them, and then lift them by helping them find their relevance as well. Thank you.